This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 podcast. Excited to be joined by Alvin Brooks III. Alvin, it's been a while since I've had you on a podcast. Um, I, I want to catch up with the big man development and, and what you've seen so far this year. Uh, but first of all, thank you for taking a few moments to do this right before you get on a plane to go to Brooklyn, New York and have uh, two games against Oregon State in the in the uh, either Pittsburgh or Florida based on how that Oregon State game goes. Yes, thanks for having me. It has been a long time, but it just means it's been a busy time of the year right now. Yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. Yeah, I know but, it is, and I and I appreciate you taking time to do this. Um, so I, I want to get right into it. You know, I you you have an interesting uh, dilemma on your hands. I mean, you've got three you know big guys that that you're trying to you know rotate in there and work with. Um, and, and can you talk about Noah now that he signed? Can can you share a few things on him as well? Yeah. Yes. Oh, great. Okay. Well, let's start there. I mean, that's signing days just uh, came came recently, and I know we're still on the hunt for um, maybe another high level prospect uh, that would, would was signed in the spring. But um, as far as the guys that have actually signed, and, and Noah's a big guy that you're going to be working with. You know, what, what can you tell me about him? Um, I think you know Noah. He's a guy that hasn't played as much um, basketball as a lot of guys, and I think that he's a guy that's progressed a lot faster than most guys as well. And so we look at Noah, you know, in the same kind of you know big development as far as his best basketball is going to be ahead of him. Um, he wants to get he wants to get better, so that's the best thing about it. And so for us. If you have a teachable spirit and you work hard, then we feel like we're going to live with the results because we think the results are going to be what we, what we want. Yeah, no question. Um, I mean, one thing that was really impressive talking to um, oh, it's Goebel. I'm forgetting his first name. Brandon, Brandon, uh, Brandon Goebel. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon yeah. was telling me that you know when he was having conversations with Noah, Noah said. What's the most difficult thing? I want to go there. Like, like he didn't want to take the easy route and go someplace where he might be have a better opportunity to get more minutes. He wanted to go to the hardest place because he knew that was going to be yep. uh, the best for him in the long run. I mean, is that? I mean, that type of attitude is pretty rare, I would think. And and you know, I mean, you've had some guys that have worked really hard, but is he up there with like the Jonathan Chamochachwas and the Freddie Gillespies as far as? Uh, mentality and, and work ethic from what you've seen? That's all I have to say right now just because you never know how someone is going to work when they become a Baylor Bear. You know, once you get on campus, the hard work starts over. Right. And so I think leading up to this point, he's definitely in the same aspect of guys that, you know, we want to be a part of our family. But once you get on campus, it's a different grind. And so we expect that. He'll be one of the guys that, you know, you put kind of in that that tier that you just named was a, was a Hall of Fame work ethic tier. So right. if he could be in that tier, then, you know, I, I think he's going to have an unbelievable career. Yeah. So so what is um, – do you have any comparisons for him? I know fans like to always hang their hats on some guys that maybe he, he has similar uh, upside or, or similar characteristics of. Is there is there anybody – that played at Baylor or maybe an NBA player that uh, comes to mind when you look at him? Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, like right off the top of my head. Um, that's a great question. Like, 
next time I, I have an answer. But right now, you know, I think he's – Noah just wants to be compared to Noah. And I think, you know, that's one thing that – one thing that we love about Noah is the fact that, you know, he's older, so he had, he's able to communicate, you know, what what he wants to be. And I know one thing that he – you know, one question that he asked us was, would he be allowed to – you know, kind of show that show his skill. So, you know, his skill level uh, for a seven footer is probably going to be, you know, similar to some of the guys that we've had that's able to, you know, not necessarily handle it like a guard, but be able to put the ball on the floor to make, you know, quick decisions. And, you know, most big guys are not able to do that. Right. So, so maybe similar to, you know, like, like an Eve Missy in that regard, is that, is that, uh, I mean, is that kind of what um, yeah, you have similar, in mind? similar, um, similar, but not similar. I mean, Eve was, you know, six four, like four or five years ago. Right. So Eve was a guard. So Eve's ball skills for a big is a lot different than the majority of bigs. Right. Um, but you know, similar to, I mean, the bigs that we have now, you know, they all able to catch it on the perimeter and, and able to, you know, dribble handoff or, or attack to get to the basket without it, you know, looking awkward. And so I think he'll be one of the guys that could do that as well. For sure. Well, I, we, we all know about Jonathan, his story, and, you know, we know he's not 100% healthy, still dealing with some lingering effects of, of uh, the injury. Um, but let's let's talk about Eve and let's talk about Josh. You know, what have you seen? I mean, Eve is a special talent, and we've seen that on display early in the season. Uh, Josh, you know, it looks like he's improved a lot. And, you know, I know the competition's got to be pushing him hard. Uh, you know, talk talk about them and just what you've seen from them as far as their development so far. Um, I think from from day one to now, they have de- developed tremendously. And a lot of that has to do with John. I think, you know, you know, obviously everyday John is everyday John for a reason. He competes every day. And so – with his championship habits, it's kind of helped Eve and Josh grow a lot faster than they probably would have. And so, I mean, they both are special talents. Eve is a guy that's, I mean, for his height, he jumped over 12 feet. So his shot blocking is uh, elite skill. Um, he's able to catch the roll by jumping 12 feet. His vertical throwing lobs to him is a threat. Right. And he's also very mobile um, when it comes to ball screen coverages. And Josh will be the same. Um, Josh has some of the best feet as a big man that I've been around in my 20-year career. He's able to switch on guards and, you know, guards not take advantage of him because he can move his feet so fast and he's so strong. Right. And, you know, I think Josh has gotten a lot better when it comes to this year, his energy and habits. Uh, a ton better and I think that's that's helped our team a lot yeah and and it's it's exciting because it just seems like the more repetitions I remember talking to Jake Lindsay about this um, before the uh, games in Indianapolis um, when we were you know hunting a national championship a few years ago and you know he was just saying like you know just getting lots and lots of repetitions for big guys is so important um, you know, and, and if you can, you know, the more repetitions they get, you know, the better they, they become. And you see more improvement in big guys as the season goes along than in guards usually. Is that is that a fair statement? Have, have you noticed that uh, yourself as a coach over the years? 
Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, you know, bigs develop, develop in different stages, and a lot of it is most guards they touch the ball a lot from the time they're they're young. Right. Um, where most big guys they don't have an opportunity to touch the ball a lot because, I mean, growing up, not a lot of guards, you know, play with bigs. Right. There's there's not that many. So now when they get to this level, you know, they're able to develop a little differently um, just because, you know, the game changed. Yeah, for sure. I, and I know Coach Drew really emphasizes post touches as, as part of the offensive philosophy. What Do you know off the top of your head, I, I, I know he probably says this a lot in practice, like what are the percentages when, you get, when, you, when the ball hits the paint uh, as far as like offensive efficiency – Versus when it doesn't hit the paint, do you, do you, do you know? Like, um, I'm not sure the exact number, but I could definitely tell you. Anytime the ball is in the paint, um, it's a lot more efficient. Right. And so you know, points per possession, which is how you calculate it, um, it it'll be over definitely over a hundred. You know, 1.0 which is right. over a hundred points per possession. So, um, getting the ball in the paint is you know, something that offensively that you really want to try to do every possession. And not all the time just to get in the paint to score, but also to get in the paint to make a play for someone else. And so I think, you know, when it comes, when you watch the best college basketball teams, if you're able to protect the paint, whether it's transition defense, offensive rebounding, or just defending, you have a chance of having a good defense and vice versa if you could take advantage of that on offense and you don't have a great offense yeah what 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 is it that we're doing a little differently defensively this year like i know you know the no middle defense um is something we had a lot of success with you know three out of the last four years not so much last year mostly personnel related uh this year we're much better defensively i think i think that's attributed you know to adjustments that are being made but also it's personnel right we got a we got rim protection a rim def- defense now rim protection um what what adjustments are you making defensively to to really like tailor it to the skill set and, and the personnel that we have um, i think it's more rotations um than anything uh when it comes to you know come to, to this year's hexagon defense compared to no middle defense it's more of you know, how do you rotate when the ball is penetrated into the paint or towards the paint? Right. So I think that would be the big difference. And I think, you know, I think ball screen coverage um, is a lot different this year than it was in the previous years. And as far as, um, you know, we, we would ice the sides. We're now, uh, we're not icing the sides right now. Um, so that's, that's probably the biggest difference as far as where you funnel the ball to. And so that would be the biggest difference. But, you know, I think this team, you know, takes pride in guarding and they, they work really, really hard. And, you know, I think defense is a lot of effort as well. And I think these guys this year, are, you know, they fly around and cover up each other's mistakes. Right. I've heard Fran Fraschilla say this, but, uh, you know, defense is one of those things. You, you would think intuitively that, the more you play together, the better you get offensively. And that's probably true. But it, it seems like defense, even more so that that's the case, that, you know, the best defenses tend to, you know, just have a lot of experience playing together, almost know 
you know, where the rotations are going to be and, you know, when, when, you know, there's like a chemistry or, you know, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, it's being in sync with each other, like, like the championship team was, um, you know, is that, have you found that to be true? And, and, and what kind of challenges is it for you as a coach to have, you know, this, this new personnel every year that you have to incorporate into a cohesive unit? Uh, I mean, this is my opinion, but I think you teach offense differently than you teach defense and basketball. And I agree. The defense has to be connected. And what I mean by connected, everybody has to be on the same page because when uh, you have an elite offense, you know, you got to go at a lot of different actions. And so does everybody on the court, all five guys know, okay, what's my job when this action happens at this particular time and on this particular part of the court? And if everybody's on the same page, you have a chance to have an elite defense. Right. And I do think that, you know, the more that you play together, the, the better because you need all five guys on defense. Where on offense, you know, you can have special players that can make special plays as long as you have proper spacing. Um, but defensively, you know, you definitely need to make sure that all five guys need to be on point because if somebody gets beat, then what's the rotation to help that person? Right. All right. So I know you're a big body language guy. I want to, I want to hear some examples <laughs> of body language. I, I, my impression is that the body language is pretty good. And I would say an improvement over last year. And, and that's, and that's nothing, you know, I'm not trying to slight last year's team, uh, but I, I love what I see from guys like Jaden Nunn. I think Ray J has terrific body language. Miro, Caleb. I mean, just just some guys that come come to mind. I mean, what have you seen? And and who who are the who who is scoring high in the body language uh, index? The Alvin Brooks body language index consistently. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I think you know I, this this team. I think you know I love this team. Um, I, this team is a very, like, they want to, they want to, like, do well. Right. And I think they compete in everything. And, you know, body language is one of the things they compete in. And a lot of them, you know, we have a lot of, you know, what we call beast modes to where they celebrate one another at a high level. And I don't know, you know, we we haven't had anybody in a negative so I think that's a great thing to where they'll celebrate one another. As far as who's the highest, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I don't want to. I don't want to say wrong and then the guys be mad at me. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, as a group, um, they're doing a great job of celebrating one another, which is you know, for me personally, that's a big thing for me. Yeah, no doubt. And and I left off Jacoby Walter not on purpose. Like he is terrific in that area. Like what what is um, what have you seen from him? as a freshman, you know, defensively, like he just seems like he's just so locked in and all about the team, not your typical five-star guy, top 10 guy coming out of high school. I mean, what, what have you seen from him, especially on the defensive end? Oh, this is energy level. Like he, he competes and he wants to be good. Like he, every day, like he has the energy to, you know, basketball is a game of mistakes but you can live with his mistakes because he's trying. Right. Um, he's, his dad was, you know, defensive player of the year um, in college. Huh. So I, 
I think that's something that his dad has kind of instilled in him since he was young. And so I just think those habits that his dad instilled in him um, is definitely going to take him a long way, not just for us, but, you know, moving forward in his professional career. Right. Well, hey, I told you 15 minutes. I've, I've already taken you to 16 minutes. So I appreciate you taking time to do this. You gave us some good insight. And uh, I hope uh, you have a very successful, fruitful trip to New York. And I hope it's the first of two very successful, fruit, fruitful trips to New York. And um, Baylor fans, I know there's going to be a lot of them there at Duke. I mean, everybody I know says they're going to that Duke game. So I think I think you'll, <laughs> you'll be surprised by the Baylor contingent there. Um but hopefully there's a, a good contingent in Brooklyn. And then, of course, the Michigan State game is going to be exciting, too, and, and a lot of great games at the Farrell Center. Thank you, Alvin. Appreciate you taking time to do Thank this. Thank you. You've been listening Thank to us. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah, you bet. You've been listening to the Sikkim 365 podcast with Ashley Hodge and Alvin Brooks, Sikkim Bears.